Hi everyone, welcome to the Electrician Success Academy. Really excited to be sharing this episode with you today. Just before we start, I just wanna let you guys know we've got an awesome offer where we're giving away one month free Academy Mastermind membership. That's on us, $276 worth of value and a one-on-one coaching session valued at $750 to ensure that you have the best year yet. We wanna make sure that we help as many people and electricians as possible this year. Make this an awesome year, less stress, more freedom and bigger amount of growth with a better game game plan and less mistakes. So if that sounds like something you want to jump onto for limited time, go to sign up at www.electricians-success-academy.com and use coupon code 2021 at the sign up process and you'll get that $1,000 worth of coaching absolutely free. So let's get into this one. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys soon. Guys, welcome to today's panel. Uh, we're going to talk about the recent changes to the Victorian rental legislation and what that means for us as electrical contractors. Uh, we've got Luke McConaughey, Stephen Baird and Chris Murcott here joining us and they are all Victorian legends and they've all got a great interpretation of the way the regulations have changed and have some uh, great insights into what we may expect in that space as far as how much work is going to be generated and um, best ways to capitalize on that. Yeah, so I just ran some quick numbers before this session. Uh, we've got 857,000 rental properties in Victoria. Um, and if we're estimating a like a, an inspection value worth about $400 per property, we're looking at about $342 million worth of work in Victoria, additional work that wasn't being done previously. So it's a massive big pie. Um, and we just got to try and work out what's the best way for us to secure a piece of that pie. And to maintain our price point so that we're, we're, we're still profitable in that space. We don't get caught up doing heaps of volume and not making any, any money out of this situation. So planning before we go to implement is going to be super important. But um, yeah, I'd love to throw it over to you guys. Um, does someone want to kick us off with sort of their interpretation of how the regulations have changed? I'm, I'll start. I'll start. Um, yeah. So pretty much the way I see it is every single rental has to have everything electrical in their house inspected and certified that it's safe for anyone that's living inside that house. Awesome. And what's what's the sort of time frame? I think they were looking at, was it two every two years? Yeah, so every two years, it has to be inspected by a licensed electrician. Awesome. And I think there's a, the where the confusion in the gray area comes in is like how, how deep into that inspection do you have to go? Does anyone sort of have some clarity on that? Uh, ESV did help with that one on Friday. Um, they released a, an email out um, to a lot of the RECs um, stating it needs to comply with AS 3019 uh, section four, which right. is your, your periodical testing. So I think it was a bit more than what people were thinking of it, like a 15 minute check. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I reckon you, you're essentially doing an electrical safety check of what you would if someone was to buy a house and like going through to make sure there's no issues or anything there. Awesome. And so, so what sort of degree of testing are we looking at like per circuit? What are, what are those, some of those minimum tests that we're looking at achieving? Uh, personally, I'm essentially going on the idea of following your six mandatory test that we should be doing in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a good way to make sure you are marking off all aspects of what you need to do. Um, essentially what the, the AS 3019 is saying is that the periodic testing is in spots that you don't have to dismantle to access. 
So things like you, you shouldn't need to be pulling entire light fittings apart mm-hmm. so you can test it um, and things like that. It's your, your general kind of testing, more visual and stuff like that, but also your IR testing and stuff. Great. And uh, is there a requirement for the, the test results to be displayed in any way? Does, does the client need to have that transparency into the test results or is it just like a, a tick and flick sort of certification and they're happy with that? Do you know? Um, from what I was reading, I was, I saw that it has to be provided, um, to the real estate and then also provided to the tenant within seven days of the report. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it's got total transparency. Passed on. Yep. It's, um, it has three degrees essentially of what you're, you're trying to do, whether it's safe, safe, it requires work or unsafe. Um, anything that is urgent, they're essentially saying, well, you should be fixing on site before leaving um, and anything that is safe but requires attention should be done within a couple of minutes. Right. That's good. So a little bit of like a traffic light system. Yeah. Green, yellow, red. Great. Okay. Awesome. And um, so based off that sort of testing guys, what, what's, what's our like estimated time frame? Do you think like, what do you guys anticipate this sort of process taking on site? Um, I would say you would allow up to about three hours to fully ch- overcheck a, a standard house. Yep. So anything un- unstandard would be a, um, a distribu- distribution board and yep. anything to do with solar, um, anything that's been added on to the house pretty much, I'd say oh. isn't standard. So. Okay. So um, when we're looking to price these, are you guys looking to, to do like a base and then some add-on packages based on what the, the property has entailed? Yeah, um, I, I would say you, you just go off a, a standard, say a certain amount of PowerPoints, certain amount of lights, you know, you go off a rough rough figure yep. um, and then anything over that you'd, you'd have to put towards the real estate and the clients that it is an extra kind of thing. All right. All right. And so massive amount of opportunities, guys. Um, I think like, one of the biggest things that we talk about so often is when you're doing like client acquisition, for example, um, you have to be super clear on your point of difference. Yeah. So what I see here with like the minimum requirements that ESV is like sort of stipulated in their, in their testing sheet is like, we have an opportunity here to get a really good read on what I would say most of the competition would be doing. Yeah. So like most people are just going to satisfy that minimum standard. Um, now, in order to create a good point of difference there, perhaps we could like offer a tier above that minimum, obviously at an increased price. But, you know, what's the, the to take the price from, say, two to three hours worth of labor up to three to four hours worth of labor to provide a little bit more insight, a little bit more testing, a little bit more value to that client. Um, now, it could be through like a number of different like add-ons or tweaks or something like that where you could build it into an existing service, perhaps. So uh, straight away, my mind goes like to the aircon guys. I know Steve, you do a lot of aircon. Um, you could build like an aircon service component into your offering, which would then extend the value of the product that or service that you're trying to you know sell to the client, but also increase your efficiency on site if you can compound that time that you're there doing that testing. You can probably add on the smoke alarm as well. So one of the other parts, the, the Tenancy Act that changed. Um, so the three major ones for trade is the electrical check every two years, gas check every two years, but smoke alarms now have to be checked annually. Um, so having that same thing in the, the 
making sure you are double checking that at the same point in time rather than having them paying essentially for additional service to come out and check the smoke alarms when you're already there doing it. Awesome. Okay. And um, being like cyclical in nature, like this, this routine maintenance effectively, like every year for the smoke alarms, every two years for the like entire electrical installation. Um, do you guys have any strategies around maintaining and staying on top of that yet? Or are we leaving it up to the real estates? Like, where do we sit there? Do we know? <laughs> I'm still trying to implement something of that. Um, I think definitely if it, you've got the ability to do a set and forget kind of thing and you have a record of it, uh, I feel like you're going, it's a great thing. It takes the, um, the stress off the landlords to sit there and have to be chasing around people and going, oh, have you done this? Have you not? Um, to just yeah have that set and forget, you know, yep, we'll come out and do it. In two years' time, we'll contact you to confirm um, that we're coming back out to do the next one and so on and so forth. Yeah, I would, I'd probably do the same thing. As soon as you've started, you've done one house this year, I would set a timer for two years' time to remind the real estate that, hey, look, this house is up uh, at the second, this two years. So that's what I'd do as well. I think, yeah, once... Once you've been invited in to do that first one, it's important that you lock that down by being the first to remind as well. So like if you if it gets back to that window and you're preemptively reminding people about, hey, it's due again, it's easier to use you again. But if they get to that point and they're like, oh, well, I can't find the guy who did it last year's number anywhere. I'll just pull someone out of the random air and they can go and do it. So it's important that like, if you get that first look that you lock that down long-term. So if you don't have like the structure of a job management system that can create those recurring jobs, another really like simple and easy way is just an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, date completed, then you can always go back and flick through different tabs on your sheet to find out what months you did what properties and for what real estates and then just send a reminder each month. Yeah, these ones are due again this year um, or this month, sorry. Uh, it because you'll pick up those, especially like Steve said, if you build that smoke alarm component in, there's a reason for you to be there every year. Uh, each alternate year would obviously be the cheaper offering because you just have to look after the uh, smoke alarm maintenance only. Uh, but yeah, there's a massive opportunity there if you lock down that, that client base. Is there any indication, guys, around um, like non-compliance and what that means for like owners and um, real estate agents? Um, not nothing from what I've read in regards to um, anything. I think it, it falls down on your general compliance um, of breaching a tenancy act in general. They've obviously can be taken VCAT uh, and things like that because they're not uh, putting up their side of their safety uh, obligations. Yep. So I would go on the idea that if they failed to do so and then there was an issue that they're going to run into further possible legal issues um, for failed compliance overall. Um, and then just in general, if, you know, if they do leave it, they're more likely you might have uh, small routine things that could have been fixed that end up becoming a major issue and then possibly having to, you know, have the house not be operational until it's rectified or ESV yeah. gets angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Uh, what, what would be awesome if we got some clarity around like what is the, the negative consequence so that we can um, pitch the importance and make sure that the 
the owners are well educated here because obviously it's a it's a legal requirement that's come in that's tailored at rental properties. So the biggest headache this is causing is for the guys in property management, um, and then they're then also on us because we have to now interpret this legislation, create a package that will satisfy that for these people, and then be able to deliver the service. But owners are the guys that fit foot the bill here, and um, if we do a really good job of educating them on the reasons why and the risks that are associated with not doing it, which could include financial penalties in the form of fines, um, then we can create a really clear picture and take a lot of that, like the, oh, why do I need to do this? Or what's it all about? Sort of questions coming back from owners towards uh, real estate companies. And my experience with real estates is if you can provide a solution and take away some of those questions, uh, they absolutely love you for it. And I think you, if you're dealing direct with the owner, if you, you just say to them, would you want this sort of unsafe PowerPoint or you got no safety switches? Would you want that in your house yeah, that you're that, living in? Exactly. Yeah. They've got a responsibility to provide safe living environment for their tenants. Exactly. And now that now there's legislation to back that up. Yeah. And if you provide a report from an electrician that says it's unsafe, they're going to have to replace it and fix it. <clears throat> Exactly. Especially with the transparency that, like uh, Steve was saying, how it's got to be passed through to the tenant as well. So like, there's no, there's no more of this. Oh yeah. The rec, this is a recommendation from the electrician and the owner sits on their hands um, because the tenant oh, will be yeah. then equipped with that. I, I think, think it's good that it's across the board too. So it's, it's not like it's different from one real estate to the next, to the next It's different from one electrician to the next. It's, across the whole board it doesn't matter what happens everyone's on the same page yeah that's good um what it also does is this um effectively this is like we spoke about it's generated hundreds of millions of dollars worth of um value into our industry in that in that victorian economy so uh we've got to be wary that like anytime there's a there's a new market created there it attracts cowboys yeah it attracts people that will <laughs> that'll come in, that'll do low quality work at a low price. And generally speaking, they go unnoticed for a period of time until they, till we catch up to them. And then they're sort of, their poor dodgy work is exposed down the track. So you think of like the insulation bat saga and things like that, that has, that has gone on previously. So what are some of the things that you would um, so advise real estates to look out for in that space and how would you position yourself as that sort of trusted uh, professional brand in that space? Uh, I think a lot of that would come back down to your, your record keeping and what you're presenting um, to the real estate with, in regards to like evidence and stuff. Like I, with the Cowboys, it's probably going to be a, yeah, tick the box, there you go, done kind of thing. And then it's not going to be a, like any information in regards to, oh, you've said that this needs attention, but you haven't told me why kind of thing. And then, um, so I reckon that's probably where your biggest thing and the easiest way to step away from, as you said, those cowboys and stuff is the evidence that you're also providing with any checks or anything that do not comply. Yes. So the, the detail in what you're actually producing at the end of the day. So that transparency into test results and things like that. Um, what, one other little thing that, that might be a little bit of a red flag for people to look out for is if, if supplying the test results is mandatory as part of this testing and they consistently see the same test results coming through without any variation, 
then it's sort of like, what are they, are they testing it? Or are they just plugging the numbers in the box and just going, yep, safe, 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 safe. So uh, they're the sorts of little things I'd try and educate property managers on to, to be wary because I'm sure they don't want to be the ones that end up using the Cowboys, get a shoddy service and then end up having to overhaul their whole system in a couple of years time when they fall, when, when it all falls apart. So um, there's a, there's a massive amount of confusion at the moment because no one really has got through that first phase, that implementation phase yet. So there's a lot of property managers scratching their head going, well, what do I need to do? Who do I need to do it? And naturally like the Cowboys will be in that space as well. So if we can, as part of our presentation or the way we pitch our service, if we can give them some tools and tips and techniques to actually help them decipher what the Cowboys might be offering versus like the reputable brands and the reputable sources, then that'll just help establish and secure a bigger piece of that pie for the, for the legitimate guys. And obviously price would come into that as well. Yeah. So if the pricing is ridiculously low, then you've got to ask your question, ask the question of where are they taking the shortcuts? Yeah. In, in any form of testing and verification reporting, the, the price is directly related to the time spent on site. Yeah, so um, if, there's, if there's a cheaper price, then they're doing things faster. And if they're doing things incredibly fast, they're, they could be rushing, they could be leaving things off, they could be taking shortcuts. So if we're super transparent in the way we pitch that to our clients and they can appreciate the time, effort and process that goes into the proper testing, then it can go a long way to justifying that price that, that we're offering at. Awesome, all right. Um, Guys, any, do you guys think there's, uh, what sort of opportunities do you think this will bring to your market? You've got a lot uh, of chances. Oh, do you want to go first, mate, Luke? You, you go, mate. I find that you're probably going to have a lot of chances to not necessarily, um, how do you word this, um, push changes and stuff because officially it needs to verify as per the time of the install. Minus a few things. So one of the uh, things in AS 3019, it does stipulate that we obviously, we used to have um, bonded earths for our pipes and it's now formally recognized that we should be trying to push to get that upgraded to earth stakes uh, and things like that. So on one side, you've got the, the benefits of those things that are changes that are being said, you have to do this, but mm -hmm. it's also giving us access into properties and stuff to be able to see where there are other issues that at the time may have complied, but now aren't necessarily up to the best standards, such as our standards with uh, safety switches and stuff like that. And then being able to offer those additional services to get those houses safer uh, for the tenants. Great. Yeah. And Luke, what were you going to say? I find that my, there's a few areas where, where I live in Geelong that are very, very old. So a lot of the houses haven't been rewired. Um, all original PowerPoint switches, boards, all original. So it's one of the it's opportunities to go through and just upsell. Um, mm -hmm. There's going to be plenty of opportunity to upsell rewires and switchboard upgrades. And I don't think it has been mentioned yet, but coming in next year is um, a regulation on the safety switches have to be installed in every switchboard. Um, so that's going to be another addition to, to the... Um, safety checks as well. So it's a good opportunity. Yeah, good opportunity now to say to your real estates and your clients that I'm, I'm across it, this is what's gonna come in. There's gonna be a lot of influx of shit sparkies undercutting people. So 
So it's a good opportunity to go, to go now, upgrade everything now before you get a lot of Cowboys getting wind of what's coming. Great. Yeah. I think that's super important uh, that you are, you offer that proactive approach. Like, yeah, let's do it now. It's not a minimum requirement until next year, but I'm going there now. Let's bring it up or at least alert them to, hey, next year we're going to be up for something in this vicinity to bring this property in line with the, that regulation. I would advise doing it now because, yeah, the, the market, everyone is going to need this done. It's going to stretch resources, going to drive prices up, supply and demand. So um, the, the opportunity is there to look after your, or your existing client base really well. Uh, another opportunity is like right now is to get aggressive in your client acquisitions. If you could pick up another couple of real estates now, then moving into that mandatory period next year, there's a, there's a massive amount of value that will come once that regulation ticks over as well. Exactly. Right. I, I, um, I talked to two real estates on the weekend and they're both wanting to see what we're all about. So it's all just putting yourself out there and just knowing what you're talking about. And showing that value. Yeah. The, the first step to that is firstly, you guys have to understand and be able to regurgitate the legislation in a way that property managers are going to appreciate and be able to consume, not just like read it off the piece of paper because exactly right. that doesn't yeah. make any sense to anyone. Um, yeah. And my, my understanding is there'd be property managers all over Victoria, just aching for someone to come in and just explain it all and provide a solution because yeah. there's so much confusion around it all. Um, and Chris, so I think they don't, they don't, they don't want the stress either. I know a few of them are like, we don't want to worry about it. We just want you to do the job, do it properly, and then we'll just keep keep on going, kind of thing. So, yeah, brilliant. Uh, Chris, I'd love to hear what sort of opportunities do you see in the space with this with this new legislation? Yeah, definitely switchboards. I think there'll be a lot lot to do with switchboards and with the new regulations coming in. I think it has to be done by two thousand twenty three. Right. Yep. So it's a good opportunity to upgrade and upsell switchboards. Um, I think there'll be a lot of broken switches and PowerPoints and little things like that. I think providing in your report on top with some photos to the agent that can pass on. Yeah. And they, they can physically say, oh, it's broken. Let's let's get it done. Um, things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, smoke alarms too. I think that we'll pick up a few of them. Just check the date. If it's within 10, if it's more than 10 years old, it has to be replaced. Yeah, because it's, it hasn't been done before as well. Like this sort of this level of maintenance hasn't been done. The first couple of years are going to be pretty powerful. Um, I, then, then as those properties get brought up to the standard, the testing, you may need to even reevaluate your testing uh, where your price point sits there because there'll be less to to complete in a way because the, the properties would have been brought up to that minimum standard. Most of them, um, obviously, there'll be private dwellings that then go into becoming investment properties for the first time that would need to be brought up to that standard as well. So um, yeah, massive opportunity guys. Uh, do, do you guys see any sort of, um, what sort of challenges do you guys foresee in the future around like this process and, and what, what might come of it? I think your, your pricing is going to be a big pushback, uh, especially for a lot of the mum and dad kind of investors who are going to sit there and like, Oh, I've got this. And now they're suddenly having this output. Yeah. Of they're all going to push for the cheapest price. Yeah, I, I reckon you're going to find a lot that are there. And then when there are issues that occur, your biggest pushback is going to be, oh, I want to get some other quotes as well to try to suddenly then go for the, the lowest cost um, that's there. And uh, I think, you go, look. Yeah. I find that, especially if you've got really good relationships with your real estates, 
Um, you only find a handful of people push back on price. If you're if you're selling the the product at a good value and they can see the value, I find people don't push back. Some some people do, but if you're selling the same product and same every single time, the real estates will do the work for you. They will talk to the owners and whatnot, and they'll say, "Look, this is the guy we use. We trust him. His prices are his price are because he does a really good job." The other thing is equipping the property managers to have that discussion, like give them the ammunition that they need to actually deliver that to their owners, like yeah. correctly. So if, if we need to provide like a little brochure or something on like the level of testing, what it means and what it does just to give them that tool that enables them to have that dialogue with the owners, then that'd go a long way as well. Because the biggest thing for the property managers is like, they'll look after the primary job is to look after their owner. Yeah. So um, in that space, they would love to use you, but make it easy for them to use you as well. So help them out as much as you can by giving them that, that resource that they can, they can use to um, convince all of their owners like easily as well. And I think that's one of the, uh, another way of um, providing that value is showing people that you are there to look after their property. Um, for instance, I know I've known of several places where there is that breakup of communication from one. So you might have the a person who's passed on comments like, oh, the dim is not really working. I'm not too fast. And then it just never gets passed on to the landlord and it's all dealt with through the real estate. So then the landlords don't even know about their investments. And it's just, it, it also is going to give them the ability to understand what's going on with those properties themselves. Yeah, massively. And like the majority of like investors, would probably prefer that their investment property is maintained to a high standard so that it maintains the value of that asset as well. So property is an appreciating asset. And so obviously it goes up in value the longer you hold it. And then you look at like um, cars, for example, a depreciating asset, and yet everyone spends the money to get their car serviced every year. And yet no one services their appreciating assets in, in the same respect. So um, this will hopefully encourage a lot of people to, to invest back into that and make sure that that the quality of that property is maintained. All righties, guys. Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? No. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this afternoon, guys. It's been a great chat. I've learned a lot. I'm not, I wasn't 100% all over the, the way it was set up and I've learned a lot out of this. So hopefully a few other people will take a bit of direction out of this. And um, like I said at the start, there's, there's a stack of different uh there's a massive piece of this pie yeah uh and we don't need a massive big slab of it we just need our piece and just creating the right strategy to take your piece of the pie and get a little piece of that like hundreds of millions of dollars that's going to be floating around every couple of years will be super critical it is a massive opportunity for every electrical contractor in victoria to set a good example really awesome all righties thanks so much guys and i'll catch you all soon Cheers. Yeah. Thanks, lads. Yeah. I just want to let you guys know we've got an awesome offer where we're giving away one month free Academy Mastermind membership that's on us, $276 worth of value and a one-on-one -on -one coaching session valued at $750 to ensure that you have the best year yet. We want to make sure that we help as many people and electricians as possible this year, make this an awesome year, less stress, more freedom and bigger amount of growth with a better game plan and less mistakes. So if that sounds like something you want to jump onto for a limited time, go to sign up at www 
www.electricians-success-academy.com and use coupon code 2021 at the sign up process and you'll get that $1,000 worth of coaching absolutely free. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys soon.